Head to Image. There we go. I did Imaj. it. Much Imaj. congrats. The the Imaji movie. Yeah. <laughs> Would that be better or worse than the Emoji movie? Uh, the Emoji movie starring Can... yeah, Imagine Poots. <laughs> Imogen Poots. She's an actress. Okay. I was like, I think I know an Imogen, but I, I think I only know the singer. Something about Puss in Boots? Uh, and Horton Hears a Hoot. Yes. It's Morton. just an owl. Morton, Morton Hears a Hoot. Morton Hears a Hoot. It's just an owl. I had to kill Bob Morton because he made a mistake. Yeah. And now it's time <laughs> to erase that mistake. Cyber Sixers. Welcome to episode 63 of the Laser Comb Podcast, the show where we comb through random episodes of classic television with a fine-tooth laser. I am, as always, the Siege, one of your hosts. And I am your other host, NeoCal. And this week we have a guest on the podcast. Uh, she's been here before, but it's been a long time. Making her uh, return to the show is, uh, well, introduce yourself. Hello, guys. I'm Krista. Uh, I'm very excited to be back, especially for for this show. I'm very, very stoked about it. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, thanks for being here. Uh, yes. The, I think the last episode you were on was when we did Gravity Falls. So that would have been like a year and a half ago now. Yeah. Oh, wow. That what God time flies. I know I've been in Maple Ridge for like almost a year. It's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I've been in Nanaimo for almost a year. It's even crazier. <laughs> fair, fair. I'm, this is true. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure you're having a better time in Maple Ridge than I am in Nanaimo. I I did I did go see the D and D movie with my best friend from high school, and then two days later went for a walk with three of my other friends from high school, oh, and nice. it was quite lovely. So I think I might be having a bit of a better time. <laughs> and you I, also got that giant popcorn d20 I did i got the giant so jelly d20 popcorn bucket it's so nice. it's in my car right now i gotta build a holster for it so i can like wear it on my hip <laughs> i actually just listened to the most fashionable fanny pack <laughs> uh just a couple of hours ago i was listening to a review of that movie on a podcast so it's funny was that it, you bring it up was it good did they it was think mostly positive yeah good. i loved it i want to go see it one of the issues that they took with it is that it the it's the people that make D D what it is like it's you and your friends that like really like make D D what it is so kind of just imprinting it onto a movie screen like you kind of lose some of the magic of it but they said ever it's see they the og go ahead <laughs> they still said it's a really fun and enjoyable like popcorn flick though Y'all ever see the OG Dungeons and Dragons? I have, and they talked about it, and they praised, they said it was a dog shit movie, and they, which I agree with, but they praised the exact same thing that I've always praised about that. The fact that Jeremy Irons is fucking hamming it up to the 10th degree in that yes. movie. Well, and that's not even the OG. We're, if we're talking OG live action, 
but there there is the OG D&D movie which well, is the cartoon. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, the the cartoon which From, like, is referenced yeah. which is referenced in the new film. <laughs> It's oh, very good. I, I will say as someone who is in an actual play or numerous actual play live streams, um, I I think that the community at large has taken to consuming D&D more than playing. Um, yeah. Isn't that strange? Mm-hmm. And at least like half me, the people in our yeah half the people more than half the people in our Discord we have like three hundred people in our Discord and like almost every single one of them is like yeah I never get to play so I just watch it. We have about not even ten percent of that in our Discord. <laughs> We've been going for a while longer to be fair, uh, and to be fair, a lot of them join up and then are like I need a group. Okay, bye, <laughs> and then never come again. <laughs> and then just never post, never comment then, on anything. Exactly. And then just we have, we have a solid like twenty or thirty people that are like the the yeah. I'm starting commenters. to see the the regulars. You see the regs, yeah, exactly. <laughs> In the Lasercomb <laughs> Discord, yes. we may only have a couple of dozen or so users, but you interact, and we love you. Exactly. A couple dozen. <laughs> I thought you were just going to say a couple. <laughs> you're all amazing good job guys it's like Heinrad and Ranger <laughs> shout out I mean... to you guys yeah <laughs> uh, so what, what let's talk about our show alright you may have noticed if you're watching us on the YouTubes that we are covering Les Sabres 6 um, I'm saying it in a French but it, it's Spanish origin Argentinian. Argentinian. That is true. Yes. So <laughs> it's based on it's a uh, Canadian slash Argentinian slash Japanese like co-production uh, based on Wild. a I know right based on a Argentinian comic book called Cyber Six. Yeah, yeah. A comic that came out in the early-ish 90s. Yeah. And then it was a, it was done in Japan, but it was a Vancouver-based production company. Yeah, it's a... Or something like that. I was reading up. I was, like, looking up the actors. I just looked it up a little a while ago, and it's... Yeah. It's a rabbit hole. Yeah, so it's... It is. <laughs> so for a, a little... Canadian... Go ahead. A little bit of uh well a little bit of backstory uh, about uh, why Krista is here is because uh when I first was first uh, talking about the the concept behind this podcast like covering like old cartoons old car- TV shows whatnot and covering random episodes uh before the show even launched when I was just like brainstorming like 
the 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 idea krista had mentioned oh my god you need to do cyber six and if you do cyber six i want to be on the show now fast forward like two years later we're finally doing <laughs> cyber six so i reached out to krista and was like hey do you want to be on the show yeah. lo and behold and the reason why yes. we're talking about cyber six is because uh recently teletoon canadian uh, animated and animation channel was recently rebranded as Cartoon Network USA and myself and every other Canadian millennial on Twitter lamented about it at great length and so with we're continuing on with our programming block that I have called rip and peace teletoon <laughs> yeah we just did um Captain Star Captain Star mm -hmm. and uh, Donkey Kong Country, and I'm going to announce what the next one is uh, at the at the end of the episode. So stay mm -hmm. tuned. I haven't even told Cal what it's going to be. <gasps> Exciting. I think I, he might have an idea. So far, we've loved everything in the Teletoon, the Rip Teletoon. <laughs> rip and peace, Teletoon. Rip and peace. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Captain Star. Um, couldn't watch it as a kid. British like adult humor. Yeah. Um. Right, it was like the adult version of Babar for me as a kid. But then when we watched it, <laughs> I've never met a human being who liked Babar. If you're out there, comment, send us an email us or up. something. It's someone it, had to have watched it for it I, to have been I on just, the air for that. I just long. had a brilliant idea, Cal, for like episode 100 now, of the Lasercomb <laughs> podcast. We need to do an episode of Babar. <laughs> <laughs> for like a milestone episode like episode 100 yes, or like yes. a milestone episode. we're going to choose the thing that unanimously every single person that we've had yes. guest star on the show has also hated yes not hated like oh it's so bad oh it makes me angry yeah. but just like no one has been flipping the ch channel and went like oh a cartoon well there's nothing else on then again an off tv is better like, <laughs> nobody's left an entire episode of babar on Prove me wrong. I, I think I have. Did you? I think I did. I, What's the I show found about? It very, I, it's, it's about the Babar who like runs an estate and he's like some like lordly type elephant. And okay, it's like so you remember he's an elephant. And the towns and there, yeah. And he wasn't there. He had a, a daughter. They're in like a mansion a or something. They lived in a big mansion and they had a butler that had tiny glasses and was also an elephant. Okay. Um, that just unlocked a memory for me. Me too. <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. See? And now, now, to be fair, asking me to remember anything, this, this show we're supposed to be talking about was like one of my favorite shows ever. And I have so many fond memories of it. I couldn't tell you a single thing about it. I started watching more episodes of it and I was like, I don't remember any of this, but I love this show. Okay, yeah. Well, so, so to get back into TBD about the whole, TBD about the whole Babar thing, but <laughs> yes. I, I, I I think it'll happen someday. <laughs> You'll have to have me back and I'll defend Babar. <laughs> All right. It's a deal. All right. Uh, so uh, I'll, I'm going to leave the, um, I, I'm going to open the uh, discussion up here uh, uh, back onto Cyber Six, the topic at hand. Now, uh, dear co-hosts, uh, pretend I've never seen uh, uh, Cyber Six before. And uh, uh, because I, 
totally 100% have. I absolutely used to watch this back in the 90s. Yes, sir. Um, so maybe, uh, maybe, maybe not even for me, maybe for the, the listeners out there. Maybe, maybe, uh, Phil, uh, me, or I, I, I mean them in on, um, on just what the hell this show is about. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, basically, um, uh, a Nazi escapes, um, war crimes from (laughs) World War II and goes to Brazil. How all good 90s cartoons start. How all good, wholesome 90s cartoons start and escapes to Brazil where it is actually known many Nazi sympathizers were given separate identities and given a pension to come hang out. Uh Um, And uh, one of them decides uh, to, you know, just keep going about his experiments on people. And he calls them like, you know, Cyber 1 through 69 or like whatever, right? Ah! Nice. Nice. And, um, you know, there's like Cyber 6, which is the character we have here. And I think uh, Cyber 29 uh yep um is is a boy that's been genetically engineered on or injured and so it's just like oh why not put his brain in a panther uh and other (laughs) nazi horrendous stuff like that and uh and yeah data seven he he's a cat and um well some of her brother right they were like siblings beforehand okay so they say siblings but it's kind of like how kids growing up in a foster home are siblings they're not actually related but in the cartoon she does refer to him as her brother can can i tell can i tell you what uh what i my takeaway watching this episode from this single episode with no context after i i've just given you the can I, can I give you a quick summary of what I think this show is about? I would love to hear your Please. take on what it's about. <laughs> so I should have e- asked you first without so, giving yeah, you the, really. the background. Okay, so Egon from Ghostbusters and his best bud, Eddie Brock from Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, are... <laughs> yeah. Um, the younger years. Uh, are best buds. At a university. At, at, at a school. Um mm-hmm. There is a uh, really a annoying. There is a really annoying child who decides to throw <laughs> a robot circus. So Egon turns into goth goth Carmen San Diego and saves the day. While <laughs> yes, yes, correct. while while Eddie Brock feebly attempts to do hero <laughs> things and is saved by Cyber Six repeatedly. Oh, and Shadow uh, again, Panther from uh, from Beast Wars. Right. And yes. Oh, yeah, and of, of course. Special Agent. Uh, <laughs> well, and, and you for, forgot that it's goth, Sa- goth Carmen San Diego who stole Spawn's cape. Goth Carmen right, right. San Diego, and yes. yeah. <laughs> I mean, here's That's the about thing. It. Tell, tell me, I'm wrong. wrong. <laughs> uh, you're, well, you're okay, not. so you're sort of wrong. So, Cyber <laughs> Six escapes, right? And um, she meets like an orphan. Uh, don't worry about it. Not important. Um, and uh, she relates to the downtrodden and the orphaned or whatever. And she uses her. Uh, apparently, you can just make up a new identity. Welcome to Brazil or Argentina, mm-hmm. I, I guess, people. Um, and she's like, you know what? I'm going to be a teacher and also a dude. They'll cover up Good my, cover. And, you know, like the chest binding. There are even like scenes where you see like the 
chest binding thing where like she's yeah. almost caught right and she changes yeah. her voice a bit and takes on the name adrian um so during night she hunts down the uh ex-nazis like uh it's kind of presented in this cartoon because you know like you don't you don't want nazi atrocities you need your nazi atrocities to be digestible so it's presented as her fighting literally in this case (laughs) um it's presented (laughs) as her yeah uh her fighting it's very different than the comic folks uh her fighting dr von reichter you know in case you you weren't sure he was a a nazi um um, his clone aka his son uh jose yeah jose has an infinite budget to just fuck around just fuck around and do evil shit and is given infinite money for his hijinks did you see the production value of the circus that that comes in the second half of this good thing they have all of those um zombies oh it doesn't really touch on these so uh they're called fixed ideas is that okay uh, that's what i thought yeah is that so his like buddy the Frankenstein. In, the, in the sewer that looks like tombstone from spider-man yes yes so there are many the, of them there are many many of them and early on in the series do you remember how she like hitman 47 is one of them and drags him behind boxes and then he yeah. deflates yeah i were you confused i was very <laughs> okay <laughs> Okay, she... let's let, let's just get started uh, covering the, uh, <laughs> okay. the, the like going through the episode. Perfect. Okay. Well, anyways, she eats their essence so she can continue <laughs> living with her superpowers. Oh. But don't she, worry, they, 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 she doesn't they, vampire they... them. They squeeze into a little green vial that she then takes for herself. It just that's how they are. That's just what they do. <laughs> Anywho, pops the capsule. So okay, so let's let's go through the go through the show from the beginning. (laughs) All right. So there's another character at the very beginning that you're like, who's this bitch? Um, and oh, that bitch. (laughs) I know. I forget her name. Uh, Karen. I don't know. The redhead. The the redhead. Um, Uh, so she. I don't know at this point in the show, but she's one of Adrian's students. And she has like the biggest boner for him, um, yeah. And is like constantly interrupting class and like trying to like get Adrian Lower to like go her, out with her. Will like bend over and pull her skirt up a bit to like show leg or whatever. <laughs> um, and here's and Adrian's the thing: just it's like, like, and Adrian's just like, <clears throat> face, yeah. <clears throat> and it's like. So not. I mean, when I first saw this character, I immediately was like, "Hello, Red." Yes, <laughs> she's the such a bitch. <laughs> okay, so there's a slutty redhead, and mm-hmm. she wants to bang teachers. Yeah, and uh, she wants Awkward to bang teacher, Adrian, if you will. Um, Adrian Cyber Six is in the precarious situation of having taken on a masculine persona. But they're right. a straight, they're a straight woman. As far as <laughs> Stra- we can tell, as far yeah. <laughs> as we can tell in the show, right? Uh, do we need to sh- linger on that? Like, is it really it's, all that? It's important? not that it's to linger on it. It's not that it's important. But like, here's the thing: even though it was geared towards kids, 
the show deals a lot with what gender is, why it doesn't matter, and like discovering how that connects to sexuality. In the relationship between Adrian and Julian, or rather Cyber Six and No, not Julian, Julian. Sorry, Lucas. Lucas. Uh, Jose. Uh, Julian is the orphan that we never see this episode. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Lucas. Because Lucas finds Eddie himself. Eddie Brock. Eddie Brock, yes. Um, finds himself attracted to Adrian and upset about it. But it's, it's very because Mulan. It's Mulan, folks. Yeah. There we go. I don't need to say <laughs> say anymore. It's Mulan. And he's attracted. And indeed, they kind No, they don't kind of. They do have a relationship um yes later on yeah cyber six and lucas end up in a relationship but like as you kind of see in this episode it is very like they have tension in a way that like couples have tension that you wouldn't expect to see from two men and throughout the series it is definitely kind of this interesting like you see lucas like not really sure how he feels about adrian because he's like i feel this way about like clearly i feel this way and i i'm connect like he connects with with adrian on a level that is very like not straight (laughs) yes thank you yeah but but still like kind of goes with it and sort of like lets it happen and and i don't think i don't think they ever have a physical relationship outside of like while he's adrian yeah but it's still an it's still like as a a lot of people will cite this as a like this was the first gender fluid character and first queer relationship i ever saw on television because it kind of was i have heard that it's hard to un yeah yeah right and it's the thing is she's oh man i even when you're when i was a kid and i'm not aware of any of those um sim symbolism i think that's important when people like something and the point of the show and I, I can argue about like what is pandering and what is in blah 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 all that stuff yeah but like man this is just how you do it right and it's so shameless about it like when she's cyber six at night when she's off to go kill some tombstones and like drink their fluids um <laughs> her nails are long she's got the fingerless gloves right the skin yeah. tight like latex and fuck it heels too like just fucking six inch heels, yeah. Uh, they go up to the knees, or connect. You actually to your don't body even suit. see where it breaks. You, you I feel like it's yeah. one big bodysuit with the heels. She lubes herself, exactly. <laughs> up to squeeze them, got a powder right? in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, it's unapologetic. Like it just is, but it's. Yeah, I don't know. I felt like. It, I, I don't know. I have like such fond it, memories of it. It's done in a way like even like if you look if you're watching the YouTube and you see the picture behind Cal, like sh- it's curve and it's like it's tight like latex, right? It's fully committed. But there is an aspect to it like the cropped sleeve does mm-hmm. still have a bit of kind of a male like rolled up sleeve kind of vibe and it's not like like she definitely She's has She's not boobs, showing yeah. But there's no like cleavage and so it She's it, thin. it yeah, it comes from, it's a very interesting turn that, like, not a lot of things, especially in the 90s and 2000s had, where it has sex appeal and femininity without being, like, overtly... Sexy. Yeah, exactly, right? Like, and she's it, and not it showing is. anything off. Not showing yes. leg. Yeah, and it's yes. sexy, and it's... I know what you mean, though. Like, it's... 
right? Like, there's no leg showing, even though she's, like, wearing heels or, like, whatever, but, like... Yeah, there's no midriff. There's no... There, there. How dare you be in the 90s and not have (laughs) midriff? Right? Yes, yes. It there there was a lot of interesting things in this show that was was a very interesting look at short gender. hair. Uh, yeah, the, the right. cropped hair. I love I love the flip. Like God, the amount of gel <laughs> to get. I've tried. I've been trying as it as everyone knows. You might be able to. Yeah. Maybe I could yeah, like, straighten to... it, cut it, and there then you go. <laughs> I could probably you do the Adrian, cosplay the flip up. Oh right, because when they're Adrian, they go they, up yeah they have this crazy flip <laughs> that's one of the reasons why i was calling him egon was that between yes. the like round glasses that's like egon spangler because the right back there. and the sides of their hair are short and then their hair's like yeah. flipped up big when egon energy Adrian. for yeah. sure um yeah so yeah it is very i do yeah anyway uh this she this character that is introduced at the beginning again with this one episode you don't see her in I guess the rest of it really. Um, but I do appreciate that like Adrian immediately is like, that's fucking Jose. Like <laughs> there's no question about it. It's like that's fucking Jose with a mustache. <laughs> oh, when the so we get a Jesse and James from Pokemon vibe from Jose. It's like if you made a Nazi like 10 and gave him infinite he's money, just, what he's would he just meowth left to his own devices? <laughs> <laughs> right and like he goes up and he's like what is this because there's a giant poster yes right they push past everybody and it's just like this is well i feel like the the introduction to him where he's talking to his dad happens before this scene it does we we jumped several into the episode i'm so sorry yes let's talk about jose what what was your take on jose christopher what's your take on jose and his the horror intro as the light pans past his like horrific animals i think there's almost a tachikoma like a like i feel like there's appreciation for um ghost in the shell in this show oh absolutely you you yeah right yeah um the uh transhumanism and the the machines being alive and yeah what is the soul like is is it this data seven still a human soul if it's just the brain of a child human child so well, yeah, he, well, and even um, uh, in Ghost in the Shell, like the notion of gender had been explored with uh, the brain of Major Kusanagi, like being put into new bodies, like right on yeah. the regular. They don't go into that into the the anime, the show very much, but it, they go into it in the manga and into the movies a bit. In the anime, there's one little thing where it's like um, Specs, the eye guy. I can't remember right now. He's Otto. like. Thank you. Um, he's like major. Like, how, how can we chose uh, like a, like a, a feminine like body? And um, she's like, oh, um, it, it puts um, like uh, men at a disadvantage, and they they hesitate. And he's like, no, it doesn't. And he's like, try to hit me. And he's like, oh, I, I can't. And she's like, exactly. It, it's corny, but it that's the. <laughs> That's the one time in the anime they they bring it up. So we meet That's Small funny. Fry yes. in his lab of mechanical uh, mechanical doohickeys. How fast did you hate him? Uh, immediately. <laughs> M- mission accomplished. Mm. 
He gets a like communique from apparently who is supposed to be his dad, and he's talking about how he wants to. He's like built all of these machines or something, and wants to like actually like put them but like dad, use them I and put them go to the kill test. the hot lady that roams around at night and latex and he's all like shut up son there's plenty of time for that thank uh, god they didn't give him a german accent <laughs> I, I mean he they are straight up nazis like without actually having to fly that, yeah. fly the symbol they I, I literally think, are i think that if i remember correctly the kid is like excited about these robo dogs or something those dogs are just evil dogs by the way it's the other things that are robots oh, those dogs okay. are real he's excited dogs. about the robo uh the robo Squid. octopus yeah right because and he activates it and uh it attacks a little foreshadowing the foreshadowing Ooh. of oh it's hard to control these things Ooh. and i'm like this but they're just robots later. bro <laughs> and so yeah uh, his dad tells him that there's like Basically, there's plenty of time to to wait, like to uh, put this plan into motion, and uh, you know, patience is a virtue, and uh, 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 evil never sleeps. And, and uh, eat eat your vegetables, and keep your grades up. <laughs> keep your grades up. Uh, if you want to be a unt doctor like mine, <laughs> thank God I didn't do that. Uh, and then uh, him and his like tombstone motherfucker and these uh, I'm just gonna keep calling them Robo Dog. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and, these, and these Robo. You can dogs. tell they're evil because they have the black mask and red eyes, they're, just they're like the fixed, fixed idea dogs. Is I believe what they were called. Yeah, fixed idea dogs. So the big uh, Frankenstein's and those dogs. Whenever something has a black mask and red eyes, they're not actual humans so you don't have to feel bad about killing them uh in the cartoon that is they yes. are people in the in the comics um they're fixed ideas which means they they don't have creativity they can't think for themselves they it's just like in the ninja turtles cartoon they made the foot clan robots whereas in the comic and in the live action ninjas. movies they're they're just people they're just dudes yeah. <laughs> they get fucking killed they get... that's a good point actually yeah Oh, and even yeah, yeah they, they, they turn go. into vials of ooze when they're <laughs> yes uh yes the 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 fixed idea dogs or the robo dogs uh are off hunting the fixie Ryan, dogs like, here the... <laughs> fixie dogs i like that. Fixie dogs. Fixie dogs. and um it's like here boy smell data seven and for chris i'm watching this and i'm like christopher must be like what <laughs> smell this data smell this usb come on go get them <laughs> and so he goes into the sewers with the dogs well i when he said uh data seven i immediately assumed that it was like cyber six's sidekick of some sort and when ah, it was like a little correct. thing with with a hair in it i'm like oh this must be her like pet dog or something but then oh. no it turns out <laughs> that no then it turns out it's uh shadow panther and i'm like yeah, hey cool even I like better Panthers. yeah <laughs> uh. operative <laughs> ravage yeah and then and then they they managed to find him and are like, ha you're on the other side of a cage that this kid can clearly fit through. So, oh no, this is bad. But then Mega Snake, right? Oh yeah, he gets attacked. Robots. He gets attacked by t uh, tentacle robots. Yep. Yep. Uh, Two-headed Robo Snake, and then they they do end up capturing Data Seven. Um, I thought that Data Seven lived in like a church tower with um, Julian, the the orphan kid, because oh, they hang yeah. out together. 
Maybe the that's the, is that the church tower in your background, Krista? I don't yeah. know. It it probably is. Might be. It was. But there's there's an orphan Meridiana. that they kind of visit every every now and then, and yeah. um, Data Seven hangs out with the orphan because yeah. you notice having a the... pet panther doesn't really work in in a society. You notice in the <laughs> nut. <laughs> In the nine eighty late eighties and early to mid nineties in particular, so many heroes hung out in like church towers with like fucking like gargo statues of gargoyles and whatnot. Spawn the gargoyles yeah. themselves, uh, <laughs> the crow, Real the daredevil. Yep. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I, well, I feel goth, like that was the time. Goth noir. That's the job. Yes. That's the the period, goth noir. And, and I think that was, this was kind of the period where, like, the church was really starting to, like, lose their grip. And well, this was also the go, era, oh. this was also the era of the, the rise of televangelism, too. Yeah. Oh, no. And so I, the, 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 actually, the slimy underbelly. <laughs> well, uh, televangelism uh, started getting really huge in the 80s and it well into the, 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 like late 90s so i kind of wonder if the like uh like gothic like religious architecture being like a, a becoming such a prominent like bit of iconography associated with like goth like anti-heroes i wonder if that's kind of yeah, like yeah yeah almost like a subconscious like countercultural response no no i yeah yeah that's yeah, why it's absolutely. all there's always that kind of imagery Right. Well, and has this old? It's the it's the abandoned, right? Because it's never a regular functioning church. It's an abandoned church. So yeah. this idea of abandoned faith and yeah. and the abandonment of your community and all this kind of stuff. So it's people trying to retake those spaces for the good of their society, but from a place of darkness. Look at our guest host coming <laughs> on here with these. I'm a lit major. Okay, it's all I know. <laughs> This, this, no, this like is the it. most. This is the most uh, 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 big brain episode <laughs> of the Lasercomb podcast thus far. It's and usually I, I us. like that taking back those abandoned. I, I would also like anyone listening on the podcast and not watching on YouTube. Please appreciate the fact that I have pigtails, uh, flower <laughs> cat ears, and Easter earrings on, <laughs> and glitter all over my face. Uh, so you can be adorable and smart. So there. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I'm the only one without glasses here. Uh, oh no! Uh, <laughs> oh, I need you're a also monocle. I just you're also the only one without earrings. <laughs> this is true. Get out the piercing Here's your gun ear right now, Cal. <laughs> I have my left ear pierced. Oh, there you go. You could have. I one. could just push it. <laughs> push something through. You're not supposed to do that. You're really. My not. mom no. always did that. Like I all do throughout. That too. Oh, you're gonna... not supposed to. <laughs> And you're not I, supposed to because like blood vessels and the scar tissue bit builds up. I did that crunchy. to my lip when I was younger. It yep. healed over and then you just forced yep. it through. Yeah. That, yeah. That. Speaking of the early of the early nineties, the the classic uh, uh well, the late nineties, I guess. Every goth goth slash emo kid from the late nineties all has that scar. Yeah. <laughs> 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 to early two thousands, yeah. Yep. 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 You just saw the Matrix, <laughs> right? Yep. Oh, you just bought your first leather jacket. You're out of high school. <clears throat> Gonna get your lip pierced. You got your uh, round lensed Aussie shades on. 
or at least I did. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, anywho. Uh, Rings captured, on multiple we've... fingers, which I still do <laughs> into my late thirties. Uh, the 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 jaguar gets captured. Yeah, yeah, poor Data Seven gets captured. Yep. Yeah, and uh, from here, I believe we cut to the scene that we were talking about earlier yes. with at outside the school, where we get uh, introduced to uh, Big Red and uh, Egon and Eddie Brock are looking at this like big. Uh, billboard type thing yeah this billboard you'd think this kid would not try to hide in plain sight like do what a normal villain does but so basically there's a giant poster well it's a trap he he's trying to lure cyber six to this but i mean there's a hundred ways of doing that without being discovered by the local authorities without you're genetically without putting on a big like and endangering lives robot circus and it was like, hey, you're a clone of like, an, like your your fundraising is a a, a doctor from Germany. Um, maybe a uh, hair maybe doctor, like, if you will. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, oh my god! And... Can you imagine him replacing? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, right away, Adrian doesn't hide their like utter disdain because, like you said. It's Jose with like a big fake mustache. Yeah, it's and, Meowth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and Eddie Brock is all like, "Oh, this seems really cool," and Egon's like, "No, I don't think this is worth going to." And he's like, "Well, actually, I think it is." But he's like, it's "No, wrong. this is really stupid. It's for kids. What are you, stupid? <laughs> stupid big dummy. Stupid big dummy with your sexy hair and big muscles and, <laughs> and ridiculous spray on tan and." Exactly. And uh, okay, in in South America, there are a lot of like blonde people with dark skin. It, it, there's and they're, they're like, oh, man, like Argentina, like Brazil is like every skin tone and every like hair color is like present down there. You ever see like like black people with red hair? It's it's down in yep. like Argentina and like Brazil. It's I, I was there must have been a wave of Europe Europeans like intermingling or something or multiple there was, ways there or was whatever. a lot of there's a reason they all speak spanish and except those brazilians <laughs> was there uh portuguese yeah yes yes yeah. which they kind of came with the spanish and were fighting because the portuguese yeah anyway. right yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's a bad scene all around but you're right <laughs> what better uh, place yes, yes. for the scientists well, Long Scientists story short, from Germany to escape to. Long story short, basically every There's a lot of ma- hot people. Basically every major uh, uh, com- uh, ancient or middle aged uh, nation of Europe uh, invaded other the rest of the world. Yeah, f- <laughs> fucked everything else up for everybody else. Yeah, <laughs> literally fucked everything else. Correct. Um. So that's why you got yeah, redheads. So yeah, you're right. And Adrian. So- <laughs> rude <laughs> so um the yes but no so yeah it, it it's very funny because like you can tell this is their dynamic because at first you'd be like why are you putting up with this guy's weird bullshit about like getting mad about this being a child's thing to go to and it's like oh no you're like well this is just adrian it's just how he is i love at him. this point that's <laughs> how they're yeah yeah because usually 
Adrian is really oh no no hang on like the more thoughtful logical the more logical one right and um Lucas is kind of like more fiery and I like their relationship with as Adrian and Lucas but also as Cyber Six and Lucas because he's a he's a big dude (laughs) like he's he's like very big he's like tall and upon upon rewatching, i couldn't remember what their jobs were and i was like are they cops is that what this is about is he a cop <laughs> here's the like, thing if you just saw them and this is your only episode in his trench coat same and like same on villains, they look like cops i thought i was like oh so he's gone from being eddie brock from uh, spider-man to harvey bullock from batman and the thing is yeah. dude acts like a cop he does, in the way yeah. that like there's Bullying. crime going on and the dude's like, not on my watch. And he just runs in. Yeah. And this is another part of the reason I like their dynamic. Here's the thing. Very early on, like episode one, it shows him punching one of those Frankensteins. And like, again, huge dude, obviously works out, right? And the Ubermensch p- punches the Frankenstein and does nothing. And then this little, like, thin, like, girl, like, that weighs a third as much as him, Oh, and he gets the shit kicked out of him. Jumps up and like karate kicks one of these guys and sends him flying across the harbor, like a hundred feet, like into a building yeah. and destroys him. Right. <laughs> so she is much stronger than him, and he wants yeah. so much to save her. He. <laughs> it's so true. We even we see this in this episode later on. We'll we'll definitely we, have we to go back to that because this it's exactly what happens. It's I love so that cute. So much. He never does. <laughs> but he no. Uh, what happens after this? Adrian stalks off like he is wont to do. Yeah. Oh, and but then it shows um, Jose shit talking Data 7 because he knows he understands right. English. And he's like, I'm going to get your precious Cyber 6 here and I'm going to get killer right in front of you. And yeah. as he's like goose stepping, like getting his like. He does. He fully goose steps. <laughs> we haven't talked about the fact that he goose steps everywhere. So you did. You remember slash noticed that. How about you, Christopher? Oh, how about you with no. his hands behind his back, like straight leg, like he, the kid goose steps. He does. <laughs> no, they don't call uh... it that. And his arm isn't out. Thing. Yes. <laughs> but in the comic, um, it, I, it, it, it breaches onto like ministry of silly walks so it's not quite as obvious like, it looks silly. like just a, exactly it looks like a kid trying to be like wearing his big shoes and as and a trying kid to be, like, his dad. i thought that's what it was but re-watching yes. this every time he's pacing and talking to his dad or delivering yep. his monologue he's he's <laughs> ministry of silly walks walking and then in a fashion similar to lifting that leg a little too high yes exactly <laughs> I have never heard the term Ministry of Silly Walks in my life. Wow, no. have I known you for so long and I've never made you walk to Ministry of Silly Walks. I yeah, I, I don't know what that is. That has the Ministry of Silly It's a Monty Python sketch. Um we'll have to watch it later because it's it's very good. Yes, yes. I'm sorry, my chair just sunk out of nowhere. <laughs> it scared the shit out of me. Oh, one time my cat jumped off of the lever. This is years ago when I had a kitty. <laughs> jumped off the liter, liver, lever of my, um, is it lever oh, no. or lever in English? Either or. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, jumped off of it while I'm sitting on it. And then it went like just for a second, right? 
you know when you're dreaming or about to dream and you feel like you're falling asleep now imagine yeah. that in like real life like suddenly just you you fall straight down because of the chair oh god horrifying it was weird it was weird yeah. <laughs> zero uh, zero buenos yeah so what ends up happening you said um oh adrian is so he, he um, taunts, sulking yeah adrian in a goes coffee and shop. oh yes yes that's after he yeah so so jose taunts uh shadow cat no shadow shadow panther shadow panther, panther. that's Sh- shadow cat very different um yes uh taunts shadow panther um and he gets all grumpus about it and then, uh, and then yeah egon is at like a italian restaurant or something it, yeah it's where they but, usually they're always um, there a lot of um south american uh coffee shops are designed to literally look like italian and french cafes so okay. good good eye yeah, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I got like Italian restaurant. That is exactly what this city is. Um, it, it, it's the what is it? Meridiana, I think is what it's, it's supposed called. to be. Buenos Aires. Oh, okay, gotcha. Right, because it has the big giant angel statue in the middle of it instead of the big uh, Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. yeah. By the way, people, we're talking about like, the eleventh episode of Cyber Six. Oh yeah, <laughs> called the greatest. Yeah, so if you're confused. <laughs> oh, it is called The Greatest Show in Meridiana. Right. Yeah. I should have known that. I only found it because I was looking for pictures and I came across like all the pictures of Meridiana for the background. So it's got a big Jesus. Uh, yes. Big angel. Yeah, what is instead of, yeah. Yes. So, so yeah. Egon's pouting in this Italian. He's restaurant. literally just yes. sitting there pouting, like watching the <laughs> watching his yeah. clock. Yeah, he's, he's like got a coffee cup and he's like swirling it around just staring Stupid into it. little kid, I'm going to beat him up. <laughs> Adrian sees him and is like, hey, come yeah. on, let's go. And he's Lucas, like, Lucas sees him. No, Lucas. Lucas. And he's like, you're stupid. And he's like, why would you want to go to that, you big, stupid, sexy dummy? And he's like, come on, it'll be fun. It starts in like 20 minutes. Yeah, Harvey Bullock is like trying to convince him. He's like, come on, let's go to this thing. Let's go to this thing. And Egon's like, no, no, you can't. And he's like, but no, let's go. And he's like, but no, you can't. Trust me, please. For the love of God, just listen to me on this. You can't go. And he's like, well, fuck Sounds you. like somebody woke up on the wrong side of the big <laughs> <boy> bed. <laughs> Adrian freaks out and screams and knocks the coffee off yeah the whole like everyone turns and, and i'm looks, like hey, yeah. hey you're supposed to lay low as your <laughs> everyone identity. turns in this italian restaurant and it is like sacre bleu i was just <laughs> going to say and then says sacre bleu there's an homage to me using french earlier even though it's spanish <laughs> it was written in spanish um yes. <laughs> and then they go about their um their decadent uh ways and and then uh, it jumps to the next scene because Adrian's like, Well, I'm gonna go by myself. And, and I'm like, Good uh, for you, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, lo- I love a man who's like, I'm gonna just go get myself a thing of popcorn and go to the circus. Oh my god. He gets like a family size popcorn <laughs> and like a, a four so liter. And it's like bigger than the person in front of him. And he's like, Excuse me, pardon me. And like, <laughs> he's such a bumbling oaf i love him so much there, I, I can't uh, remember the shot exactly but there's this um when he's like sits down uh behind this guy he like kind of like gestures to the guy like sitting in front of him like eh? and the guy just ignores him and then he just is like hmm. <laughs> yeah he's getting like looks from everybody because yeah. so good. he's awkward and 
Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the subtle details in all of the, uh, the background, right? Like it, yeah. it feels like they're in a city. Yes, oh, I, it's very I, I should point. I should I love point the out. style, by the way. Yeah, I really like the animation, and I really like the animation style and like the character designs. And it's there's so, lots of so things unique. where we are very picky. It is. It's got a. I don't know how to describe this. It it is kind of like it it has a really good mesh of that like late '90s, early 2000s Teletoon like vibe. the cell shaded. But that's easier also, to animate, but also has that very anime flavor to it. Like the everything is over exaggerated in a way that is very like like the way everybody runs and the like the the dynamic jumps and like the like real harsh perspective that you get on them. Um, you know that's not something you get in a lot of Western animation. But then no. there are some features to it, like like the face shapes and some of the designs are a lot more um a lot more Western. Western. Yeah, yeah, I, w- I, I was dig it. my my uh, w- what the thought that went through my head was that this was uh, like '90s anime, like Ghost in the Shell style, Ninja Scroll style anime meets like '90s uh, American comics. Yeah, yeah, it's like a melding of those two styles, like particularly like um, I can't image image comics, like image. That style. Yeah, I can't really think of Hence what else it looks like. It's hard to say. Not not really like anything. Which, since it's yeah. a a comic, like it's based on a comic from that era, like the the art yeah. style kind of made, being inspired by those things would make sense. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, definitely. The, the, from what I from the bit I've seen of the comic, it seems to stay tr- pretty true to the art of the comic. I, I like it when animated it. series uh, that are based on comics do that when they try and keep the uh, basically try and make yeah. an animated version of that art style. Yeah. Totally. And it's difficult too because like animation is way more difficult and expensive. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So no, to keep the good. style, it's like, uh, but like all of these frames and like uh like mm-hmm. like the budget for these were three hundred and sixty thousand per episode. And I'm like fuck. Like that's insane. I understand a lot of work went into it, but like now we know why it's it looks so, so damn good. good. Well, yeah, yeah. and that, thing... that that episode you downloaded, the torrent you got, um, was so clear, like you could never have got that on a CRT. Like, holy shit, was it good? Yeah, this isn't available oh. anywhere to to watch legally, no. so I had to pirate it. But I pirated it from, and the copy that I pirated was a like 1080p like uh, uh, Blu-ray rip, I think. Yeah, I didn't know yeah. this existed. It looks phenomenal the painted backgrounds like when she's going through the city and there's like the moon i'm like that looks like it's painted like yeah like by hand they have that as a painted backdrop yeah that was also a big thing in anime more so i've seen that more in anime that is also a um like a a painted background is uh expensive but it's also Having a, a static, like, painted background is cheaper than having, like, a fluid, like, co- uh, constantly animated background. So that is, like, it looks really good, but it, it is yeah. a cost-cutting measure. Mm. And but you can yeah, tell it when gorgeous. she's standing in front of the moon monologuing. Yes, yes. Yeah. I don't get to use my woman voice very often, so when I do, <laughs> I'm gonna I talk, talk to myself. <laughs> yes, uh, speaking of incredible... Um, uh, budgets uh we see we we go to the 
Cyber Six getting into the into the circus. Oh, uh, I think that's where we're at. About did, yep. we, did I miss anything? Everyone sat down. She's infiltrating the circus. Yeah, yeah, cause, yeah. Because when have... when uh, uh, Lucas uh, insists that he's going, she decides, uh, uh, "Oh, I I better suit up and like go and save the day." Because this is obviously a trap. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and she knows it's a trap for her because it's like now introducing the the new Black Panther um yeah. c6 and she's like really yeah with special guest c6 yeah oh yeah yeah i Ugh. forgot about that yeah yeah, yeah he, on the uh... on the stupid thing so she was gonna <laughs> go anyway she just didn't want lucas to go because she knew it might get like like violent or that it was something bad was gonna happen yeah forgive me for forgetting details i've slept a total of about three hours in the past two nights <laughs> And I like when, that don't don't worry week. about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, when Jose uh, like introduces himself and uh, takes a bow, and all of these robotic monstrosities appear, instead of people being like, "Are are y'all seeing this?" They're like, "Ooh, <laughs> sweet!" And I'm like, "It's got big we're back vibes." <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna, and I was gonna say, and it's like except in we're back like the 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 cute parts of the dinosaurs were like oh okay yeah i can get behind like these guys yeah. but these these are all monstrosities like those monkeys well, teeth was, are I mean, shark was, teeth <laughs> yeah it was kind of the shtick in we're back and in this where it's like you're not you're not like you're there to see something a little horrifying um and that is kind of that which, oh, right. which is kind the, of funny being that the bad guys like, it's a kid's circus. thing it's a thing for kids and it's like no it's it's a bad guy circus yeah sorry that's what circus. i meant by we're back it's like the 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 fright the fright circus the screw has. eye circus yeah professor screw eye uh anywho <laughs> yes yeah, so she she breaks in and in a very interesting twist of jose being competent he gets a reflection of her up top and is actually like manages to catch her which is wild right he's like because um he tries to get his uh his doggos to sniff her out because he has a piece yes. of her cape and they can't find her and he's like huh i thought yeah i thought she was here and and because she knows oh, she's, she's, she's here. broken she's broken in to see and has talked to data seven is like oh, it's okay i'm gonna get you out we'll figure it out but then she hides up in the rafters and that's when the 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 f f dogs the fixie dogs the fixie, fixie dogs, dogs uh when they show up um and yeah that and then so he's like oh and i thought you know and but then yeah catches a glimpse above and is like uh, he, he cat catches a glimpse of her above in crouched down in the rafters with a baseball bat just ready to ready to descend <laughs> and he's like yes, not exactly. she not today fem sting and uh yes exactly well, speaking of goth in the rafters yeah <laughs> yes and he has this huge computer system here to run yeah. the 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 robots with right? some mook running it with just like some dude in a ponytail yeah. Yeah. oh yeah. by the way in the 90s you were a computer expert if you were a dude with a ponytail yes you were either Steven Seagal or a hacker. You were either, no in between. You were either a computer. If you had a ponytail and glasses, you were a computer hacker. If you yes. just had a ponytail and wore a suit, you were a henchman for a mobster. 
Yes. Uh, Eastern <laughs> European henchman, right? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> so true. And if you wore a leather jacket and had a spray on tan with a ponytail, you were Steven Seagal. You were Steven Seagal. <laughs> so this, in this, we have the hacker Qu who's quick, there. Uh, of... Quick sidebar. You know what I found out recently is that Steven Seagal has a daughter with the chick from uh, Weird Science wild yeah like the, she, the og I, tv show yeah no no not the tv show the movie, the movie? or sorry the, the, the original movie. movie yeah yeah and she's like a plus size model hell yeah yeah she got the she got she got the looks from her mom and her size from her dad hell yeah it's a good combo i think when um christopher uh mentioned that to me um and shared like a picture or something like that and it was like um the for uh, when you need to uh, be on the runway at at six uh, p.m., but um, you know you're, um, you're stop a train uh, from exploding. At, stop uh, a train from exploding at seven, at 7 p.m. <laughs> yes, very good. <laughs> this woman knows seven ways to kill a man <laughs> with her thighs. <laughs> with her thighs. And what a way um, to go! I feel like Cyber Six knows wait when she meets yes. up with data seven she reaches between the bars and wraps her arms around data seven to hug him and then says i'll get you out later her shoulders are as wide as the panther because she embraces him but she fits through the bars i think she kind of hugs like one arm yeah, through yeah, a bar yeah. and one arm through the let's other let's just say assume I it's think. too big for the panther yeah <laughs> also it's a cartoon Come exactly on. animation yeah here. Well, and it's like she's super strong. Like, why couldn't she have just bent the bars, right? Data Seven super strong too. Oh, these are soup. These are tungsten steel. Oh, of course. Bars. Remember, yes. spare no expense from Daddy Reichter. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so um, evil yes, dogs so... and robots attack her. Yes, and right. she gets all gooped up by the spider bot, right. which is the most disgusting spider goo. Like, I thought I didn't think there could be a worse Robo Spider than Tarantulas. But this is one of them. Yeah. So Tarantula Man uh, goops yes. her good, and her hat falls off, and she falls oh, that's on the, the ground. Worst, the worst sentence I've ever heard. <laughs> and so the woman in tight latex gets gooped by the tentacles, right. and the robotic tentacles. And um, he comes over to her, and at this point, I'm like, "What's your end game, dude? You can just like stab her." Yeah. And he leans down. He's like, huh, you're not getting out of this one, Cyber Six. And she's all like, don't think you've won just yet, Jose. And I'm like, is there a weird, like, I don't have a mom, just a Nazi yes. dad? I got yes. something to say about that later. Yep. <laughs> and and by uh, the way, if you're thinking that, Christopher, yes. He... <laughs> we'll get to there's that. We'll a get to that later. There's a complex. There's a complex on the there overall is, show. There is a bit near the end of the episode where I I, I was yes. like the the people behind this show knew exactly what they were doing. I, I so, as soon as that happened, I was like, oh, Christopher's going to have something to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they end up. Uh, he comes out again. And is like, yeah, now we're having a battle between a robo squid and a robo lady. And it's like, okay, why well, is she a robo lady? Why are we doing this? Immediately when the kid comes out and he's like, haha, now for my next trick. 
Yeah. Because like all of a sudden all the robots suddenly left and everyone's like, boo, like what oh, happened yes. to yeah, all the robots? All, like, they get summoned away. At the press of a button. I, um, I gotta yeah. I gotta be honest, the most of the, the circus stuff, um it's a big old fight. Uh I, I think it went on too long. Lucas tries yeah. to help and he's like, Hey, uh, cyber six and he runs he headlong he doesn't battle. find out because he doesn't know anything's going on until the cage shows up because then he recognizes her the way and for he, some yeah the way for he some reason the robots oh my okay so he gets caught by two he gets caught by two he gets caught by two robots who seemingly just want to arrest him they're not animal robots these are like normal ones that like pick him up by the arms yeah. And he gets yes. away somehow, yada, yada, yada. There's a big fight, right? Yeah, they just throw him into the back. They just carry him to the back and throw him down. And then he's like, time to fight. I... <laughs> and Christopher, how does how does Lucas help Cyber Six as she's about to get killed by he, He's in the, the room. He's in the room with the uh, computer console that is apparently like the main server or something. Uh, that controls these things and he goes over and starts like i can't remember if there was a dude there that he takes out or not but i think he does yeah yeah there's a two-headed snake robot fighting him and the snake accidentally hits the ponytail dude or whatever oh right, right. yes yeah. so he he goes over to the computer console and starts typing stuff and it doesn't work and he's like damn it it's locked and then he looks over to the side and sees a fucking power cord plugged into a wall and grow goes and unplugs it which causes all the robots to deactivate right away and he's like huh only a, a true genius could figure out that the simplest solution is the the uh is is the correct the one. best solution <laughs> is the simplest so good oh i loved it it's yeah, genius he, it's he so had, good man. he had lit out uh data seven and he's like oh like how do we use this thing and there's a scene where he's trying to use the computer and it's in like dos mode or whatever yeah. and he's like do you know what to do and he like turns to the panther and the the cat just like fucking like looks at him like and i half cat. expected data seven to be like i'm in <laughs> like with his cat paws or like what because he's extremely intelligent right it's just in the body of a, of a, cat. Of a panther right and i'm like this is amazing. Can we get more duos of this big cat and Lucas? Like just yes. smat. Like that's how to use your head and then like headbutting somebody <laughs> kind of humor. Cause I love that. Oh, but I guess what happened is when he unplugged it, all that did was take away the um autonomy. Sorry, take away the oh. um the, the remote controls. controls yeah of it well they they power down right away and yeah. um little dude jose jose, jose yeah. is like ah good thing he pulls out this remote control he's like good thing i had a contingency plan and he turns a dial and then the robots come back on but for some reason they turn on him because which is foreshadowed as... in the beginning i didn't so, really understand why okay so so here here's why they are autonomous, but they're um, they don't show discretion. They attack everything like equally, as is evidenced in the opening scene with him and his dad. Right. Yeah. But when they're like connected to it, it, the Matrix uh, with Ponytail it, Dude, his dad, Professor Von Braun. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, 
when they're connected to that is and then he can remotely control them without them being hostile but the remote control isn't as strong of an overpowering technique as the big console. so the original and issue so it just turns them on but Okay, they... so it's like the helmets that they would put on the dinosaurs in Dino Riders. Y so yeah. yes, to, so to many make... Dino references <laughs> to make them like docile, and so yeah, they you could get it. Ride them, ride yes. them around, and that's why yes. their eyes turn red. Fuck! Exactly. I just referenced Dino Riders. Who the fuck yeah, remembers did. Dino Riders? <laughs> well, there's your next episode. I only, I only know it from you. Yeah. <laughs> we need, so uh, we, we need to do like a, a block of shows that's like uh just like cartoons from like 1990 or something like and that call it dino yeah, dna and yeah. have it be like dino riders denver the last dinosaur um <laughs> dinosaurs <laughs> dinosaurs Boom, or boom, we could boom, just boom. have a dinosaurs block dinosaurs and cadillacs and dinosaurs there we fucking go <laughs> <laughs> so good call it like uh, saturday yes. morning dinos oh i did write a parody today of a uh, barbie girl except about velociraptors amazing it began with i'm a clever girl in a clever world life's fantastic it's jurassic it's jurassic <laughs> <laughs> you have you have a uh, amy from uh dork tales to thank for that first line i was like well but now i have to write this <laughs> That's that's great. Anyway, uh, yes. So the the things turn. How does how does she get out? Well, what remember. ends up happening is they all turn and start attacking everyone indiscriminately. Yeah. And this, not everything before, not the villainous shit, like having a damsel like tied up, and it's like now I'm going to watch all these bystanders watch me kill this woman. Yeah. Um. It's a robo lady. It's fine. It's, oh yeah, it's she's fine. a robot. She yeah. Um, and now they start running after the monkeys attack them. It's always after yes. the monkeys attack. Uh, and uh, they start attacking everyone indiscriminately, and the octopus stops attacking Cyber Six and then busts out of the cage, and that's how she gets free. Oh, right, there, the cage there busts, is, yes. There is also a giant enemy crab. There's yes, a, there giant is enemy crab a giant enemy crab that, birth that does... Unicycle tiny little crabs. So, like Christopher said, there's just this big giant fight scene, but we're just going to talk about the highlights of this big giant yeah. fight scene. So the giant enemy crab spits out these like little unicycle, like mini crabs. They're on unicycles and they're who go over and start princess. attacking Shadow Panther, and Shadow Panther is just like looking like, huh? And as they're like like chipping away at they're trying not to chip away at him, they're not hurting him, but all I'm thinking in my head is crab battle. Crab <laughs> battle <laughs> <of a> bitch. <laughs> Meryl. Uh, crab battle. <laughs> so good. Um, and then uh, uh -huh. Shadow Panther just like looks like what the fuck are these things, and then just stomps on them, <laughs> and then they like wheel away. Yes. <laughs> Which is funny because these little things that literally couldn't even hurt Data Seven. By the way, Data Seven Cyber Six have like superhuman strength, agility, and endurance, so they yeah. can be thrown through concrete walls and be fine there's this be one fine. really cool shot where cyber six takes out i think it's like the one of the octopus monsters or something where she like leaps into the air and does this like flying like kick and like jabs Fuck one of her yeah. high heels like right into its eye yeah so a lot of the time we run into this um in laser comb is um and then there's a fight scene 
But unless you turn into huge nerds and like take out your like miniatures and then like, oh, and then it punches them in like this. And it's, you can't narrate that. But that being said, these aren't just samey. The fight scenes in this are choreographed and they show what's going yeah. on. And the, the Data 7 stops fighting the two headed snake to go help Cyber 6. And Cyber 6 yep. is fighting dogs, like trying to eat yep. her. And like the camera goes inside the dog's mouth and it shows like, she's like pulling it away from her neck like you can see the budget yeah. <laughs> like in, in the fight and scenes there's there's a very it, i believe it is christopher's background actually there's a very cute scene where uh lucas gets tossed or whatever tossed and, and, and almost gets knocked out yeah and so cyber six goes over to like make sure that he's okay and they have this very cute moment where it's like "Ooh, are they gonna kiss oh my goodness but then lucas is like uh 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 and uh Cyber Six makes a real like cute flirty remark um before <laughs> there it is yeah uh, makes a real cute flirty remark hard to do this before. when it's mirrored okay there we go <laughs> but Lucas yeah. uh is you know like behind you basically and it was just like a whole bunch of these robots coming up behind her and then she kicks all their asses and then gets a hose and just like Oh, when you think the episode should explode. be over, there's another five minutes of fight scene. Where did the tiger come from? And there's they, all of a sudden a tiger? And they, they take out the robots basically in the same way they take out the gremlins at the end of Gremlins 2 by using a fucking yes. fire hose and yes. electrocuting them. Yes. Spoilers. Jeez. And then they light on fire and then they escape. Oh, wait, I think we missed the part that you you guys were probably talking about of cyber six and jose real real quick speak uh, speaking of gremlins 2 cal guess what won the uh the poll for the next commentary track gremlins 2 yep hell yeah <laughs> amazing but um yeah as to what you were saying um lucas was when he was knocked out and he's like uh yep. cyber six uh, oh oh i've always wanted to tell you that i i i love i love right and then he yeah. sees and he's like the, 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 there's a bunch of robots behind you kicks their ass and then she's like oh sorry you were saying something yeah uh right yeah and, it's, and but like her being the dominant one and the, yeah. and the stronger one is like one thing but like oh man just what? Well, and this and that dynamic does happen rarity. quite a bit now, where you do now, have the like but not the big 90... strong doofy man. Yeah, this was this was pretty new, and yeah, yeah, it it's good. I like I like the I dig it the back and forth. Um, but yes, the point they save where, Jose. They save and Jose's like like hiding, he's hiding behind, behind him Cyber Six, and she's like he's like mommy, they turned on me. Get him. He doesn't actually say that, but I mean he's he holding on to her tape. Cyber yeah. Six, get him. Yeah, exactly. And then the little crabs come up and they're like cornering him. Yeah. Is that the part and you were talking about, Christopher? That's very like mommy. No, there's a part where she kicks all of them butt. And as he's like, uh huh, gonna get his like butt kicked by them, she's like, she pulls the last of the goo off of her arm. And she's like, now, Jose, be a good boy and clean up your toys and but go to right your room. Right before she does that, uh she stomps like one of her heels onto the ground onto one of these like crab things and crushes it and like the camera's like kind of looking up at her and she's like now jose be a good boy and clean up your toys that's what it is <laughs> and, uh, and i was how, right how do you feel right, about that i was like right there i'm like <laughs> they they 
this was yeah. someone like writing their fetish yeah exactly <laughs> but in a way me like growing up seeing like this and all the other like goth noir and like shows it's like hmm i'm starting to see uh why where i was influenced <laughs> like uh extreme ghostbusters right goth chick in that cyber six hmm there was a goth movement in the 90s that affected a lot of uh 90s mm-hmm. 90s uh folks i'm just saying oh yeah mm-hmm. to this very day <laughs> to this yeah. very day truly <laughs> there's a new there's like a like a uh like a gen z goth wave yeah that i've there's noticed a, oh, it's gen huge z on it's just wearing the like early aughts to late 90s clothes so and that's what's weird to me it's just like yeah. the new goth is wearing my chemical romance it's, t-shirts it's like it's like how yeah it's like how we wore bell bottoms but like we wore flares not bell bottoms it's it's that like 20 30 year cycle that happens right yeah i remember when everyone was doing the flares mm-hmm. krista do you remember the time when we were um at red robin one day and we like look out and there's a bunch of like teenagers like maybe like 13 or 14 young teenagers like all just chilling out on the grass and we're looking yeah. and we're like these straight up just like char- look like characters out of fucking mall rats yes like they were dressed exactly like the characters in mall rats they like had quintessential- the plaids yeah with the big the- baggy pants young? yeah yeah they these kids were like maybe like 14 and like they had like the the plain like white t-shirts with like the the button-up shirt over uh-huh. and like <laughs> it's yeah like straight up like they looked like characters out of mall rats uh, like people out of 1995. meanwhile oh, yeah. other people their same age will be dressed like like grandma librarians there's yes. such a huge range like there's zero fucks so given good. anymore and it's like man why didn't I grow up in that in this era? <laughs> when I could just wear whatever the hell I want. That's why I wear whatever the hell I want now. <laughs> right? Yeah. Exactly. That's the spirit. Uh yes. And yes. So, uh Mummy Dom, very much so. <laughs> You've been a naughty boy. Clean up your toys and go to your room. Crunch. Exactly. And, and he's then, like, so I'm he telling up... dad and he <laughs> runs away. How does he he ends up like up on like the trapeze? Monkeys peak oh they fly him up there don't they yeah Yeah, yeah. um but then the whole place starts burning down (laughs) i do like like you were saying how like it's all choreographed and you see how everything is defeated and all that kind of stuff i do appreciate that like you see all these animals like lighting on fire and exploding and like Um, in pain and i'm like are we why is the fire scene so long that's a little worrisome but then (laughs) then the um the the octopus has a tentacle and crushes the crab (laughs) <laughs> yeah I, like one she of the didn't la- even do that one, one of the last shots is um one of the like the spider monster like crawls up the side of the tent and like catches fire and then just like falls to the ground and explodes and <laughs> hits the ground yeah <laughs> it's so they good. really wanted to blow these freaking robots up and then as the whole circus is like crumbling the camera zooms out shows like his icon like fall and it zooms mm-hmm. out to the gigantic angel statue with the moon behind it yep. and lucas a lot of and landscape lucas data seven and cyber six up there and i'm like yep. how did he get up there oh she carried carried him oh yeah. yeah that's the kind of shot where i'm just expecting to see like 
Spawn, Daredevil, and Eric Draven just like wrapped around, just, hanging out. just like wrapped with their each with their arms around like a different pillar of the cathedral, yes. right? Yeah, yeah. Spawn, you know, cape, okay. Like you know flowing. how they do, you know how they do those like composite photos where it's like all the like fifty stars in a diner. I think yeah. we need that. We need oh. that art. Fiber <laughs> six, Draven. Yeah, yeah, Eric. Yeah, um, Spawn. Bond, uh, who else is a daredevil batman. who else is like a goth noir batman's always yeah Batman's not especially... goth noir but that's what he does but he is right like though. but he also is yeah like, he was kind of og goth noir the shadow <laughs> they put the shadow oh my god the shadow yes yes 100 uh, isn't yeah and it's yeah because the shadow has a uh, very iconic silhouette yes yeah maybe not for younger people no, no well, that, that's, it doesn't, we don't For care about younger people, people. Yeah. <laughs> we don't care you're not watching cyber six because you're 18. Uh, it's it's like it's like when you see those posters and you're like oh i know everybody except that who's that and then you're interested in like trying to figure that's out a good point is. we'll that's see people point. our age know who the shadow is pro because of that alec baldwin movie 100 percent. just like people our age know who dick tracy is because of that dick yes. tracy movie yeah my dad gave me like trading cards from the shadow from the 60s wow so that's how i knew who the shadow was because that's of like the crazy. original um artwork uh cover art for the comics were on <laughs> cards sorry you know who else we should put in this like composite image <laughs> fucking nightman with his saxophone <laughs> oh my god yeah not nightman in his with like the glowing oh, red no. eye, nightman with the. <laughs> Do you... Krista, you're aware of the existence of nightman. Vaguely, vaguely aware. <laughs> Let us send you the intro. I'll, I'll link you to the intro to Nightman. Okay. It's a show that I remember being on space in like the year 99 or 2000. I never watched yeah. it, but, but we, it has we the budget and feel of like a movie for of a TV show from '84. <laughs> oh, no. it's like it's like the proto cw basically yes yes i'm here it for was, it please <laughs> it was good bad but not something where i want to go and watch them all right fair but the intro in the very least what a wild <laughs> okay wild just quick intro. sidebar the intro to cyber six here in my arms the, okay Man, the second slaps. it fucking started i was like oh my god i love this show so much when my partner but without us even um having talked about it before she was like working or doing something on a computer yeah. and i i just heard her for the first time like singing the intro yeah. to cyber six i was like <laughs> i knew it <laughs> so good yes incredible very very good uh anywho I do, does anything else do they do they do anything when they're oh, up there's on the one top? thing when they're up there and watching like the city there there's i have it paused right now and lucas is like smiling like this with his hands and um cyber six is behind him as they're like watching the city burns and it almost makes them look like villains for a second <laughs> and i'll i'm gonna screenshot yeah, you left that. a child in there to burn <laughs> they saw him run away before they left oh right so yeah. uh, um but he's like oh, it's like man. when gi joe shoots down a uh cobra uh ship but you always see a cobra trooper parachute after right. the ship explodes yeah <laughs> um 
uh, he's like, oh man, Adrian's never going to believe this. And then Cyber Six is like, I think he might, uh, he might surprise you. Yeah. Turns to the camera. Lucas, no. how, how don't you know? How have you, we're 11 episodes in. How haven't you figured this out yet? Hey man, makeup, heels, and change the, hair the height, the hair, hair flip. flip. Yeah. Um, what's, uh, binding. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the baggy uh, dress shirt that Adrian wears. Yeah, yeah. I love his style, by the way. I would dress like Adrian every day if I could. <laughs> if I was that lanky. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I definitely got... Icon? <laughs> I, I definitely got, like, uh, modern, like, uh, uh, gender fluid look. Well, indeed. From... Um from his look and, and the way adrian acts too because they don't want any relationships they put off the advances yeah. of advances of that redhead um mm -hmm. they're very ace feeling yeah. and um uh, uh age is agendered they're they feel very non-binary and like ace like they don't want they don't flirt because yeah, even even their room, even their romance with Lucas is very much of like it has come from a place of companionship, and it has come from this place of like love and mutual respect and care of like you know they take care of each other like I think they meet because or like well yeah they meet because like she's hurt and like he tries right. to help her and then and he gets hurt and she yeah exactly so they they have a very good like beautiful supportive Man, relationship yeah. and it does come from that place of like care and love and everything before it gets to a point of like oh they kissed mm -hmm. and that's kind of just a shorthand of yeah see they have a romantic relationship but mm -hmm. we were and we're all just hoping for it but you're right like right? There, it is very and again that comes along with her like the way that she looks is she's very chaste despite having this very like kind of sexy figure she she doesn't yeah. it's not about that right no, she's dressing like that for herself. Exactly. Like if somebody yeah, sees powerful. you, if somebody sees you like jumping rooftop to rooftop fighting Frankenstein's at three a.m., you want to look like that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I do have one question about her outfit when she's in uh, Cyber Six mode. Yeah. How does her hat not fall off? It does. Solid question. Uh, it, it does falls off this episode. Oh. Well, I missed that. Yeah. It doesn't very up when when she's jumping rooftop to rooftop though. Good question. I don't know. I, jumping, I just imagine she does that thing that you see guys in like uh, like movies set in like the 30s and 40s with the uh, the fedoras. They always put like their one like their right hand on top of their head and, and like yeah. put their head down. And the, and the only yeah, when exactly. you see them running yeah. down the street, yeah, <laughs> holding their hat. Yeah, taxi. Yeah, 100%. stop, stop, I see. <laughs> Follow yes. that car and step on it. <laughs> yes, 100%. But sir, it's gridlock traffic. You were faster running. Yeah, pretty much. Take a shortcut. You can uh, cross the sidewalk there and head through the park, see? Cross the sidewalk. <laughs> Sir, you I say, don't love, love this show very, very much. But sir, so, there's no, there's, there's no, uh, there's no road way through the park. Go through <laughs> the park, damn it! <laughs> uh, now who's the villain? That's the beginning of the first uh, mafia movie. To mafia also get in your cab, and say, yes. "Hey, like step on it." 
as like dudes yeah. with guns are chasing them and they're like or else yeah the boss is gonna be real mad see and that's how the main character <laughs> that's weird you just did the intro Isn't that, for the that first is Maf- a movie mafia that... game oh what's that, that mo- it's that... it's tom cruise and I'm, you said maf- the mafia game, right? The first yeah. mafia game. It's probably uh, an homage to an old mafia movie, probably, and like just a bit that I know but don't know where it's from. <laughs> it's got to be that from tracks. something. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, um, let, let's jump Anywho. to Cyber Cyber Six before we do our uh, our category. I wanted to ask um, uh, Krista, uh, like, do you remember how you discovered the show? Had you seen all the episodes? Like, how was it important? To you. I I think YTV was what it was on, right? It was Teletoon. Teletoon. Oh, it was, tel- it was on Teletoon. Okay, so yes, uh, it would have been Teletoon. it would have been on TV. Yeah, of course. Um, my um my my brother watched it a lot. Uh, I watched it a lot. Uh, it was just there. TV was always on in our house, so any yeah. TV. I I was never a person, unlike Christopher, and we've talked about this. Unlike Christopher, I never sought out television. I. I watched TV when it was on. Um, so I have I have probably seen a number of Cyber Six episodes, but I don't know if I've seen all of them. Cause like I said, I did I did actually watch I think the first like three three or four episodes um after I watched the one we were supposed to watch because I was like, I need more of this. Right. Um and uh yeah, it was very, very good. Uh and but I was I was kind of going, I remember this character, but I don't remember this episode. So it's very possible that I just don't super remember it it but again like it's one of those shows like the way that my memory works is i don't really remember things i remember feelings and i just remember loving this show and thinking it was so cool and so weird every few years Um, revisiting the intro exactly yes yes and and every time i get reminded of it i'm like oh my god i love it so much um i saw someone had art of it at uh, uh fan expo this year oh yes um Wait. i got a, i got a keychain uh that's that's like uh cyber six jumping and then like her cape is the night sky and then data seven's following her it's sick it's so good nice. um yeah but yes no i i i it's it's one of those shows that yeah like it's you, you forget about it for a long time but then you bring it up and it's just like all these feelings of how much you loved it right so here on the laser comb podcast we like to ask one another the um uh a uh, cardinal uh question if you will <laughs> and that is you uh just caught a random episode of cyber six would you tune in next week krista yes krista based on so I mean, based on this episode, I'd like to say yes, but it's a little like there was nothing that was overarching story. There was nothing to really draw you in. So I don't know if I would, unfortunately, um, based on this episode. The the tried and true, oh, you just landed on a bad episode. We we hear that a lot, especially from patrons (laughs) when we don't like shows that they've pitched us. and and this is this is like coming from someone who loves this show i think if this was the only one i wouldn't have been like i wouldn't have been like i have to watch more of this i was like that now because i remembered how much i loved the show mm-hmm. and that episode yeah. just didn't scratch the itch and there also, is an also no offense plot. no no offense to the patrons we love you yes exactly <laughs> <laughs> 
and there is an overarching plot and yeah um a resolution like when she saves data seven for the first time when she her relationship progresses with lucas um like there there was plot happening yes. but it's also it wasn't just episodic yeah. to some degree and this is a throwaway episodic standalone yes. one so what about you cal would you tune in next week oh yeah um looking at this through the lens of like young me um you had me at like you've been a bad boy put your toys <laughs> away um but uh just like I've never seen like a hero like this. I've never seen like the uh, flipped, like, oh, she could be like powerful and the one that saves him, even though he's the big, like strong guy or whatever, right? Like you can be feminine and powerful. And there's like a, 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 her brother's like a panther and there's like a, a little kid that like makes robots and then ends up running away and the schemes are like foiled. Yeah, like there was actually nothing that was like really better than this. <laughs> like on like at the time right yeah. but again i was one of those kids where it's like even though i might have like really liked a show it's whenever i see it yeah i would go oh sweet this show right so yeah i would i would tune in next week how about no. how about you sage no no <laughs> no not at all the robots the robots didn't do it for you no how about her crushing the i i i don't how about the cross-dressing I like like I, I like the art style. The voice acting's pretty good. Um, but here's the problem. Uh, I found the villain annoying. Yeah. I've never liked kid villains, even when I was a kid. I would have found even and like when this show aired, this show aired in over the course of like a month and a half in nineteen ninety nine. I was fourteen when this was on. I would have found age for I would have found uh, this villain extraordinarily annoying, probably even more annoying than I do now. Now I'm kind of just like, eh, well, whatever. But your um, friend Scott McNeil voice acts as one of the characters. I looked that up. Actually, no, it isn't him. Oh, it isn't. No, I thought it so was. So they lied. It's So IMDb is wrong? Uh, he's IMDb not has him as Data 7. The, the Panther. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And the wiki uh, does too. Oh. Scott cause... McNeil is Data 7. Oh, interesting. Cause, it's uh, just a very weird thing. Because I thought maybe it was him, but like his name isn't even in the credits at the end of the episode. Maybe he didn't do enough snarls <laughs> in this episode. Maybe that one. <laughs> right. well, and, and the woman, uh, speaking of Ghost in the Shell, I think the woman that uh... voices Cyber Sticks also does a bunch of voices in Ghost in the Shell. Uh, standalone and, Complex. In... Oh, right. okay. Yeah, there was there was a few oh there was a few that she had listed, I think. That's where I recognize the name. Yeah. Does does different characters and friendship is magic too? Yes. Oh. There's I when I was looking for my background, there is art of Pinkie Pie as Cyber Six. Amazing. that's pretty cool. It's so good. <laughs> also the battle goes on too long. The yeah, that's battle. It, it, it goes way, does way, i mean way, it way is cool long. but like when you think it's over there's another like it feels like there's another five minutes yeah because it's like oh yeah we kicked their butt yeah. anyways and then she go grabs well, a hose and it's like and that's more and that even plays more into the fact of like this must have been a filler episode because like there's no real central storyline to it the scenes seem to go on for way too long get, yeah, yeah. 
I'll give it that. Uh, the the resolution to the plot is the dude unplugging the computer, and he's like, "Freaking nerds!" <laughs> I loved that. That was that, so. That's good. I, oh, I loved it so much. <laughs> but yes, yes, yeah, I don't. The- I think I, I think this. I think you did get the classic. This wasn't the best episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah this is this is all i can judge it on i have no nostalgia for the show um there are things i like about it and i've mentioned the yeah. things that i like about mm. it but overall annoying villain and oh, excuse me the climax the climactic battle of the episode which takes up like the latter two-thirds when it should have only taken up like the like the maybe like the last like third Ten or minutes last or order five yeah. yeah yeah so no unfortunately i would not tune in next week how Valid. dare <laughs> and that was episode 63 of the Lasercomb podcast. Best way to support the show is to go to patreon.com slash lasercomb, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. We're at the single $5 tier that we have affectionately named the Gary tier. You get access to all sorts of uh, bonus exclusive content like our weekly, well, we haven't been great about putting that out weekly as of late, but uh we're, we're coming back, damn it. Our, uh, our <laughs> exclusive show, the Super Lasercomb Patreon Super Show, and also uh, commentary tracks and a bunch of like archival content. And you get to pick a show for us to review a random episode of on this very podcast. So if you want to get in on that, go to patreon.com slash lasercomb. Uh, follow me on Twitter. I am at lasercomb, spelled the same way. Cal, you are at... I am at NeoCal, N-E-O underscore K-A-L on Twitter and the TikToks and, oh no, whatever else is important. Except Xbox Live. I'll get you <laughs> that one dude in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> when you're big in Japan, tonight, <laughs> big in Japan, tonight. Actual song. <laughs> it's a song from the 80s. It's a pretty good song, too. It's by a band. It's a, like a synth wave song by a band called Alphaville. Oh, you've shared that with, with me. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, I'll, maybe I'll put it at the end of this episode. Um, big thanks to Krista for being on the show again after so long. Uh, where can people find you? Hello. Uh, you can find me uh, mostly on TikTok, uh, and I am technically on Instagram, uh, but you can find me there as Chehista FX, uh, C-H-A-H-I-S-T-A. FX. Uh, you can find me there, but mostly you can find me over on Twitch and YouTube at twitch.tv slash dorktales. Uh, tales like the story, not the appendage. Uh, and uh, youtube.com slash dorktales. Um, you, uh, I am not in many of their current running shows, but I do run uh, one of our Patreon exclusive shows, uh, a, a Strixhaven, A Curriculum of Chaos, which has just become a CW dating sim, and it's incredible, and I love it. <laughs> um, and uh, you can also find Cal over there sometimes. You know what? Uh, I, maybe I should start telling people that, that uh, I'm, I'm there too. <laughs> I, I'm in uh, a we- regular week-to-week <laughs> If you Show, are, I'm, I'm you're there quite regularly. Uh, we also did a um, a charity game together uh, for uh, in support of, I, I believe it's now called the Salal um, Sexual Violence Support Center, uh, which is a crisis center in Vancouver, BC. Uh, that's an incredible organization. And we every year do a, a thing called Streaming for Survivors in support of them. Uh, and we did a ridiculous... <laughs> Uh, game where we played through a bunch of silly TV shows and Cal got to be the Undertaker. Nice. I got to be the Undertaker. <laughs> you got to do and the eye thing. 
He did. <laughs> I, I, yeah, the, the the chat said, oh, wow, Cal can do that. And I was like, I've never tried, but I, I did. Really. My hair was like down. I can do it, too. It was very good. We, re we recreated the um, Hell in a Cell uh mankind versus 1998 yeah yeah <laughs> except i switched it up because i don't like jerry lawler so i decided that the two commentators were jim ross and paul Heyman. <laughs> oh there you go yeah. um, but and then, then kelly didn't kelly didn't know who paul who, who jim ross was and he was supposed to be jim ross he's like who's jim ross we we're like uh nice texan who's very enthusiastic about everything uh gives out random facts and uh sell your sell your barbecue sauce <laughs> and he's has, on the good he's and, and he's has, a good guy and has been uh was law like for decades now has been in support of women's wrestling exactly uh, yes and, and and you know what even though he didn't know who he was his oh my god that's despicable behavior and I was like, yeah, that's... He did a pretty good Jim Ross for not knowing who Jim Ross was. But he's also from Kansas and knows a lot of Texans. So, like, that's I was like, polite Texan, go. Fun polite. fact, me and Jim Ross share a birthday. Oh, you do? That... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the same year, obviously, but we're both born in January 3rd. <laughs> not the same year, fortunately. <laughs> Uh, but yes, if you if you like uh, actual play Dungeons and Dragons and different tabletop games, uh, you can come check out Dork Tales, uh, and you can see Cal be an elf. Yeah, <laughs> a very a very good elf. It's I I still only watched the first episode, but you're speaking so good of gender it. fluid. So funny. Yeah, my yes. my gender is elf on there, and like very specifically, um, the character is uh, non-binary. Is I, no, I guess you could say that that's the right term, but like their their pronouns yeah. are any in the in the um, wiki. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not like I love like, yeah, and, and um, oh no, it's been interesting, like like playing like that that character, and uh, I I dig it. Yes, it's I should times. harness more Cyber Six energy for or yeah. Heroes. Oh my God, yes, bring in the Cyber Six energy. Do it amazing uh yes but yeah that's where you can kind of be and thank you so much for having me this is so much fun i love talking bullshit about tv shows <laughs> and also Speaking. you bring highbrow you brought some, i try some I try. some highbrow uh you did analysis into this thank you much more than we've ever had on the show <laughs> <laughs> well I'm usually we're just like anyways uh ravage Uriness. special offer of ravage uh you know gets uh beat by um <laughs> beat by octo robo octo and uh you know jose Man manimal turns into an eagle and like flies off the rooftop chasing the bad guys in the car who are driving away for some reason <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then sting descends from the rafters of the baseball bat <laughs> well my face hurts from laughing so much so that's that's a good sign <laughs> We will be back. Uh, speaking of faces hurting, we will be back next week with episode 64, Nintendo 64 of the Lasercomb podcast, where we're going to be finishing off our Rip and Peace Teletoon programming block with a show that's actually coming back in a new resurrected form. And when it inevitably gets canceled after one season, we can review that too. It's a show called Clone High. Yes!
Clone High is coming back? Yeah, they, to they HBO Max. It's coming back they soon. They kept threatening, and they finally did it. It's coming back soon, too, like this year. Like, there's a trailer out for it and everything. I'm pretty sure. I saw screenshots of it. I, I One of the things, if anybody's been watching a lot of these episodes with Siege and I, one of the things I bug him about is undergrads and Clone High. Yeah, yeah that's it. why I thought this would be perfect. That's perfect. So to figure out uh, which episode of uh, Clone High we're going to be watching, it's... Much Jack like, Black or Tom Green. Jack Black or Tom Green episode. <laughs> much much oh, like uh, Cyber ADD. Six. God is ADD. Don't tell Paul Revere. A disease it's with shame. initials. That's the worst kind. <laughs> <laughs> it also only lasted 13 episodes, so I'm going to go to the number generator. Not hit screen share because that's been making my computer explode yeah. when I've been trying to do that. <laughs> it doesn't like it anymore. Yeah. It was fine. Yeah, it well, it doesn't make my computer explode, just it makes Zoom crash uh for the for the past few months now. Don't know why. Anyway, so one <laughs> random number between one and thirteen, and here we go. And uh ah, chamomile. Ah. Uh, Which one is this? Which episode, episode is this? Episode one. We landed on episode one. Really? <laughs> oh, you know what? Have you seen this? Have I? Yeah. Yeah, I used to watch this back in the day. It oh, okay. I was going to say, for somebody who's never seen it, then you would have loved episode one. No, yeah, it aired uh, either before or after uh, undergrads, so I would just watch them both at like 10 yeah. p.m. Yeah. Hell yeah. So episode one of uh, Clone High is Escape to Beer Mountain, A Rope of Sand. Guest stars Michael J. Fox <laughs> as right. Gandhi's remaining kidney. Uh-huh. Andy Dick as Van Gogh. And Donald Faison from Scrubs as George <laughs> Washington Carver. <laughs> right. I'd shake your hand, but you know, peanut arms. Yeah, but you know, peanut arms. We'll be back on the <laughs> next uh, episode of the Laser Cone Podcast uh, with that. And until then, I've been The Siege, one of your hosts. And I am your other host, NeoCal. And I'm Krista. Ding. Thanks for listening. We, were, we will Cyber 69 you next week. <laughs> you can't respectfully, make those promises. <laughs> respectfully. If you consent. <laughs> Christopher sitting there like the meme with the kid holding his breath, like with the vein on him, the high school kid, just like, I can use that joke now. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, bye bye. <laughs>